This program is sponsored by Proponacy, where I'm the president and CEO. Proponacy is the Greek word for coaching. We provide SaaS technology to centers like yours. Most contact centers struggle with their people, whether it be overcoming monotony, attrition, or getting superior performance. Our solution makes it easier and cost-effective to get even more than you could possibly have expected from your front line. The result is loyal customers, engaged employees, and winning, provable, profitable results. You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the Contact Center Coach. Are you a little stressed? Maybe even a lot stressed? Maybe it's the pandemic or inflation or turnover or HT or gas prices or maybe it's your relatives or changes that are going on in the organization or maybe it's the coming recession. Maybe even you're a little stressed about listening to a podcast about stress. It just seems like stress is everywhere. You know, the definition of stress is A state of a mental or emotional strain or tension resulting from adverse or very demanding circumstances. Have you been in or are you in very demanding circumstances? It seems like everyday life is a very demanding circumstance. You know, stress is one of those things that's a a, a given in life. It's almost impossible to avoid stress. It is everywhere. It is something that we need to be able to meet, take on the challenge, and succeed. Welcome to Podcast 74, and today we're going to talk about stress. And without any further ado, let's jump right into it. You know, I'm going to give you some definitions of some types of stress and then talk about how we actually move our way through it. So uh, I'm going to define stress as either Work stress or home stress, I know that's overly simple, but it really just creates a boundary line between the two, and and I really do like that boundary line. If you think of it in, in terms of sports, you know, there, there, there are boundaries, you know, inside a basketball court or inside a baseball field or a football field, there are boundaries in which you need to stay, and if you're, if you're in those, you're in bounds. If you're out of them, you're, of course, out of bounds, and I really think that that the stress at home and the stress of work really needs to have a demarcation point. Because if I'm stressed at work and I go home and my six-year-old wants to tell me about what happened at school today, but I'm so stressed at work that I, I, I don't listen, I miss that opportunity. Or if I'm so stressed by something that's going on in my home and I sit down and my leader is giving us, me some sort of details or, or a, a clear understanding or some definitions, and I just can't hear them. They're not soaking in. I miss them because I'm focused on something or stressed over something that happened at home. It negatively impacts my work. And we don't want to lose out on those home opportunities. And we want to lose out on those work opportunities either because of the stress from the other areas. So there's a boundary between work and home. The second thing is, is that there's stress we can control and stress we can't control. So you know, the, the, maybe you're the type of person that's always late or you hang around with people that are always late. Well, that's stress you can control. Uh, maybe your performance. 
or your lack of knowledge, both things you can control. In so many ways, your health and your attitude are things that you can control. Let me give you a great example. If you're stressed or or you feel some anxiety over the fact that you've got to talk to someone that works for you about something difficult, it's a challenging situation, you know, don't take that home with you. If you take that home with you, then, then you've got to live with that overnight. But you can control it. You can sit down and have that conversation with the employee before the end of the day. And now that employee's been delivered the message or the information that they or he or she needs to know, and they can deal with it. So you go home clear. You go home having, having made the communication that you needed to make as opposed to taking it home with you. That's something you can control. Well, of course, there's, there's stress that you can't control. And whether that's the pandemic or inflation or you know, the behavior of your relatives, you know, th- those are things you can't control. You know, and the other thing you can't control is you can't control crazy either. Can I tell you how many times I've sat down and tried to strategize or had angst over dealing with a person or a circumstance that was just crazy? And once you realize that you can't strategize crazy, it, it, it makes life a little bit easier. And then finally, in these types, there's, there's kind of short-term and long-term stress. You know, an upcoming doctor's appointment, a key meeting, a required conversation that you have to have with an employee or with a leader, your in-laws, your relatives. Uh, you know, even the even the pandemic, I can remember when my daughter was telling me that she was kind of stressed about the fact that her kids were going to be home for one week. And what was she going to do with these kids home for a week way back in the day when the pandemic was something in the short term? And of course, there's long term stress, which might be a sick parent or or a child or a personal health issue that you have that this is just stress that's going to go. It's going to go on and on and on. I have two key points with some depth associated with how do we how do we meet the challenge, the day-to-day challenge, week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year challenge of stress. And the first component of this is that we have to prepare. We have to be prepared. We have to prepare our body, our relationships, and our spirit. Our body starts very simply with exercise, eating, and sleep. We need to be very, very good at these things so that we're prepared to deal with the daily stress that's going to come. And the second component is, is that many times people that get stressed, these are the first three things that they stop doing well. Listen, the fuel that you put in your body helps your body to be able to meet the challenges and the everyday stress that you have. And so you need to exercise. You need to be someone that exercises. And if you've heard my podcast before, I'm telling you that you need to exercise. At least you need to lift weights, do weight training three days a week. And you need to do that because that's the most successful, best thing that you can do for your body when it comes to exercise. I'm not saying you shouldn't do cardio. You should do all the cardio that you want to do and all the activity that you want to do. But you need to lift weights three days a week. My wife's written a book called Copy Ditto. Get a copy of it. uh, No pun intended which allows you to understand a little bit more about exercise, but you have to exercise. You have to, be, you have to be physically healthy. If you're carrying 25 or 50 or 100 pounds more than you should, uh, if nothing you've learned over the last three years, being overweight is, is a challenge and is a detriment to your short and long-term health. So you have to exercise. The second thing you have to do is you have to be disciplined about eating. You know, again, a fistful you know, a, a fistful of protein, fistful of vegetables, fistful of healthy carbs. You need to eat well. The fuel that you put in the bot in your body helps you to be able to be strong 
And the stronger you are and the healthier you are, the better shot you've got of overcoming the different challenges that you've got in your life, let alone the fact that it just makes you healthy so you can go do all the things that you want to do, whether you're young or want to still be able to do those things when you're old. And then, of course, you have to sleep. Sleep is so important. You have to get seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And sleeping is one of those things that some people are really good at it. Some people really, really struggle with it. And and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we just can't settle our mind down in order to get to sleep. You know, the, the top brain doctors say that the best way, the healthiest thing that you can do for your brain is to do absolutely nothing. And I, and, I, and I mean nothing at all, to literally just stop for five minutes. One of the worst things you can do for your brain is any sort of multitasking. So many times people get to the end of their end of their nights and, and they're still multitasking, which of course is horrifically bad for you. But 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 they can't stop. They can't stop their racing mind. Some people can stop it by just turning the television on and and that allows them to do it. And other people do many different things. Some people read. I'm of the belief that that the way that you the way that you stop a racing mind, the way that you get yourself in a position to sleep is repetition. And of course we talk about repetition and coaching all the time. So this is somewhat similar in the sense that repetition, your brain already knows what it's going to think about and what it's what it's going to do because it because it, it knows every part of it. So let me tell you how nutball I am. So what I've created is, is that is that when I go to bed every night, I play the same football game and season over and over again in my head. And I got to tell you, in this football game and football season, I'm pretty wonderful. I'm actually quite frankly spectacular. So I I, I know the scenario. I look forward to it because it's it's gonna be gonna be wonderful. And I just go through it because I know exactly what it is and what's going to happen. And I've added some variations over time. But as I start to do it, sometimes it takes me 10 seconds or 20 seconds to fall asleep. But my brain doesn't have to think because it already knows what the steps are. So it's, it's, it's almost like repetition where it just, just goes over and over and over again. And that's proved to be a, a really successful way for me to go to sleep. So there's your body. Second up is your relationships. You've got to have a friend or someone to hold to come alongside you and hold you up in stressful situations. Someone that can help share the burden, help you to carry the stress that you've got going on. Do you have someone in your life that you can help? And, and by the way, you also could be a help for someone else. Usually it works both ways. And sometimes that's a spouse. Sometimes that's a relative. Sometimes that's a friend. Uh, there are many instances where that might be a professional, uh, that you've got somewhere that you can go where you have some sort of professional assistance that allows you. But you need some relationship. You need somewhere that you can go and share and share this burden, share this stress with other people. And just the interaction and just the communications with people allows you to allows you to share that. And, and by doing that, you you speak about it. You 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 bring it out into the light. It's not it's not hidden in the darkness. And sometimes some of the worst stress is the kind that's hidden and it's dark and nobody else knows about it. And you're the only one that knows about it. And as a result of that, you've got no way with which to um, have anybody share it with you. And when you bring it out into the light, you create it. You create. Uh, the opportunity for there to be more healing and more success associated with it. So, so in order to prepare yourself for stress, not only do we need to eat, exercise, and sleep, but we also need to have relationships where we're in a position and it's it's just a healthy way to go. And then the third component of, of being prepared is your spirit. And if you go online and type in anything, they'll they'll talk about meditation or stress reduction or yoga or you know, taking a bath or deep breaths, uh, 
and 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 also they'll talk about you know connecting with your your faith based organization is the way that they say it and the, and the concept is to is to is to be able to have the ability to clear your mind and have some sort of tools in place that allow you to be able to to rest and to find some sort of peace and they talk about inner peace and and the, just the ability to be able to relax and you know ease your breathing i want to dial down into that faith based uh component as well though because because i if you've listened to my podcast you know that i'm a, a you know that i'm a jesus follower and the 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 faith based component of this is is that is that if you've got stress and you're a jesus follower you you hand over the stress you give the stress to god or to jesus you actually give it to him you 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 hand it away and you're handing it away to the god of the universe and when you, when you hand it away to the god of the universe what you do is you create an environment where it allows you to guard your heart and you, and you're guarding your heart not with thoughts or with chance but with actual scripture you know actual biblical scripture of, of god's promises and i'm just going to toss a couple at you so matthew 11:28 come to me come to me all you who are weary and burdened i will give you rest uh philippians uh, verse uh, chapter 4 6 and 7 do not be anxious about ever anything and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Psalm 55, 22, cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. You will never let the righteous be shaken. Uh, Psalm 56, uh, verse 3, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. It's actually handing it over. It's not just, just maintaining it. You're actually giving it, giving it to him. And so, you know, they talk, they talk um, about uh, people that follow Jesus are actual sheep. Well, nobody ever packs anything on a sheep. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't pack them up with stuff. Sheep don't carry anything. No concept is, is they get, get it carried somewhere else. And so if you thought to me, uh-oh, I'm in a, I'm in a, um, I'm in a sermon now, just, just three more thoughts. The first one is you might be a person that says, you know what, man, I don't even believe in God. Um, I, I'm not even there. So my response to you would be, you know what, if you don't believe in God, Take a piece of paper out, write it down, and let's assume that that piece of paper has every bit of knowledge, every bit of information the entire world would ever know. And I want you to take a pen and I want you to, on that piece of paper, make a circle or a dot or whatever it is of how much information in the world you may know. My assumption is you're going to put a very tiny, itsy-bitsy, teeny-weeny little dot. So perhaps there might be some information out there in the world that might change your mind. And the second thing is, is you might say, well, you know, Michael, I... I I believe there's a God, you know, and and but you know the rest of the the rest of it, I I I, don't, I can't buy into. It's total hooey and it's all fake and it's made up and you know all those stories. They're just they're just man-made stories. So I guess my 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 counterpoint to that would be, if you can buy into the first verse of the Bible, Genesis one one, that God created the heavens and the earth. Why would you struggle with anything else that's in it? Why would it be hard to believe? Anything else that's in it that if you believe the first verse, that's in it. Let's put this into the real world. There's been an experience recently for you, whether you were on the receiving end or maybe you were on the giving end, where someone was going through a challenge or you were going through a challenge, and you might get two different responses, both sincere, both heartfelt. One person says, hey, Michael, I'm thinking about you. You're in my thoughts. Someone else says, hey, Michael, I'm praying for you. Both sincere, both heartfelt. The person that's thinking of you is doing just that. They're, they're thinking of you. 
and there is some there is some peace that comes from the fact that knowing that someone else is thinking of you but the other person is praying for you and they're praying to the god of the universe to ask them to supernaturally intercede for you in this circumstance with an outcome of whatever it is they may be asking for and you may not have any faith in them but they have faith and believe that praying will get a result and that's the difference between giving away the stress and holding on to it and doing something with it yourself so your spirit the ability to not only rest your mind and rest where you are but at the same time you also have the ability to give it away so that's the preparation component where we're prepared for stress we're now ready if you imagine in a football stance we're in a position where we can stand and we're we're prepared we're prepared for stress so now what do we what do we do with it well the, the second component of this is is in stress is to be able to strive and thrive i want you to know that i didn't say i want you to manage i want you to deal with it i want you to cope with stress that's not what i want you to do i want you to strive and thrive the definition of strive is to make great efforts to achieve or obtain something struggle or fight vigorously i want to strive through stress because it's going to happen every day every week every year i want to strive through it so we can thrive i don't want it to take us down you know courage is to fear what what strive is to stress cuz courage means that even though i have fear i've got the courage to to make my way through it and so i want to do the same thing with stress i want to i want to i want to i want to strive through the stress so that i can thrive and the only way that you can strive is is that you have to have a serious plan for your stress a serious plan do you have a plan for your stress and that's that's that that plan has to be that you have to be you have to be completely informed you have to be proactive and no regrets completely informed proactive no regrets regrets completely informed means that if i've got a stressful situation or there's something that's going on i want to have as much information as there is possible i've got a buddy named rich who's a um uh who who's a world traveler i mean he's legitimately a world traveler i think there's something like 183 countries in the world and if you go to 183 countries you've been to every country in the world he's at 153 and so he's an expert on travel and i was talking to him the other day and we were talking about traveling and and just the the mess that's going on right now i don't know if you've done any airplane travel or not but it's a mess and so he's he he's traveling and I, and i asked him how does he deal with it and he said you know he goes um he goes when i travel a lot of times because i'm going to some really out of the way places i have to make multiple connections and he goes and i know inevitably that i'm going to have some sort of a problem but before i go i lay out what all my options are. So I already know what every single option I'm going to have in every single scenario. It goes it takes me a lot of time and and most of the time it's wasted effort because the planes go where they're supposed to go. But if if I get bumped for a flight or a flight gets canceled or a flight gets delayed, I already know exactly what it is my next steps are and what my next flight options and what I can do. So as soon as it happens if I end up standing in line I don't have to be panicked about knowing what to look for because I prepared in advance what all the options are. 
Sometimes when I'm on a plane, when you're on a plane, you could be on a plane and know that your plane's going to be delayed and you can get on the internet while you're on the plane and go figure out what it is so before you land, so, so you've already taken care of it before you've landed or reached out to somebody to provide you with some sort of help. So, so he's completely informed about what it is that he's going to do in a situation where there's potentially going to be some stress. At the same time, very proactive in the things that you're going to do and create an environment where you, where you, you know what the steps are. And I'm talking about writing down the steps that you need to do. Do you have something stress-wise that's keeping you from, you know, that, that, that's hindering you? If you do, do you have a plan? Do you have a, a plan to strive through it? And then the third component of being completely informed and, and being proactive, which means steps that you're going to take, is to not have any regrets. And, and this is one of those ones that that so critical. So many times stress steals parts of our life that we can never get back. And when we do look back on it, we, 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 have, we have regret. So regret is feeling sad, repentant, or disappointed over something that has happened or been done, especially a lost or missed opportunity. And this is where we get into the component of thrive. Don't let stress create regret for you. Don't let stress create regret for you. So a great example is, is that if you've got a parent that's, you've got a parent that's sick, and, and you're looking at, at how do I deal with this and it's providing sh- stress for you. One of the things you have to look at is, is regret. How many times do I need to see that parent or connect with that parent or things that I need to do so I'm not going to have any sort of regret about it later? There's a quote from a movie, and if you can figure out what movie it is, you'll win a prize and send me a note. It says, pain re- beats regret every day of the week and twice on Sunday. See if you can figure out what movie that is from. So I don't want to have any regrets. I, I want to. I want to have uh, great inform. I want to make sure that I've got completely informed, that I'm proactive, and then I build a strategy, build a strive where I, I, I don't have any regrets, where I don't miss that six-year-old's conversation, or I don't. I, I don't. I don't miss out on something because because I've got regret later because there was things that I could have done, should have done, would have done that I never did, and I've got to live with that regret for the rest of my life. And when we when we create a strive environment. That is that where we're completely informed, we're proactive, and we've got no regrets. Then we can thrive. You know, you, you can thrive when when you've got a personal stress. You can still thrive businessing. You can still thrive personally as well. But you know, uh, physically, mentally, you know, with your family and with your friends, financially, relationally, you can have small stress, great stress, and be closer to your kids during it, or in better shape, or closer to Jesus, or reconnected with family and friends, you could be more committed than ever through stress, which means that you've strived through it. You can look back on that moment. You look back on that challenge and say, you know what? I thrived through that. It was hard. And man, this was a disaster. This completely fell apart. But you know what? It didn't suck me down some sort of a hole where nothing else helped. And I was still able to, to thrive through other things. You know, uh, I heard one time that life's not a bunch of peaks and valleys where you know you're really really up or you're really really down they described it as being like a train track and that you spend most of your life through you know bouncing between these two rails well it's the same way in in dealing and preparing with stress to prepare for stress we start with our body eating sleeping exercise our relationships people around us 
that can help us carry the burden, people that we can talk to in our spirit so we can we can slow things down, we can take a breath, and we can give away our stress. And if we've got those three components in place, then we're ready to strive and thrive, which means that we're, we're, we're going to strive to be successful through the stress. We're going to be completely informed. We're going to be proactive. We're going to have no regrets. And when we do that, we're, we're going to accomplish and still get many things done and enjoy many parts of life, whether they're at home, whether they're at work, whether they're things we can control, things we can't control, or whether they're short-term or long-term. Are you thriving through stress? If you're not, you can be. I talk to you often about the fact that you can be a great leader. It simply requires hard work and effort and someone to come alongside. You can't be a great leader unless you can deal with stress and overcome stress because if you're working in a contact center, quite frankly, if you're working in any job, there's stress and there's stress at home. Be somebody that can overcome it. Be somebody that can strive through it and, and thrive through stress. It has been great to talk to you this week. I hope you have a much less stressful week. And even if you have a stressful week, that you can overcome it. Look forward to talking to you next week. Bye-bye now. You are being forwarded to the contact center coach.